0: The People's Constitution – The Path to Empowerment of Australians in a 21st Century Democracy by Bronwyn Kelly Read by Bronwyn Kelly Chapter 5, Part 3 – Selecting Australian Values for a People's Constitution If Australia is to insert a new preamble into a new people's constitution, or even into the current constitution – And if that preamble is to be about national or, shall we say, socially oriented values rather than purely personal ones, what values might be selected that will actually reflect those of a 21st century Australian society? There is a crossover, of course, between what we value personally as individuals and what we value as a society. But if we are to build a constitution that has a national focus, the primary task will be to build a preamble which foregrounds values that are oriented somewhat more toward the social than the strictly personal and which thereby offer us the best chance to describe the nation we want to build through our new constitution. Taking all of the above into account about Australian values since the end of the 20th century and considering the differences between values expressed for us by governments and values expressed by the people of Australia, it is clear that whenever 21st century Australians have been asked about what they value in their lives and nationally, they have freely declared their preferences and have been reasonably consistent on key social orientations, particularly towards peace, communal well-being and safety, freedom, honesty and rejection of inequality. Obviously, governments in the decade to 2022 did not listen to those answers. Otherwise, they would not have developed statements of values which so pointedly diverge from what we say we value. This divergence can be seen, in summary, as follows. The Home Affairs Statement says that Australian society values respect for the freedom and dignity of the individual. But in our responses and commentary, we say, we value the individual, but not above society. The Home Affairs Statement says that Australian society values freedom of religion, including freedom not to follow a particular religion, freedom of speech, and freedom of association. But in our responses and commentary, we say, we value tolerance of differences in religious belief, but do not highly value religion itself, and certainly not as a priority above freedom of speech and association. The Home Affairs Statement says that Australian society values commitment to the rule of law, which means that all people are subject to the law and should obey it. But in our responses and commentary, we say, we value the rule of law, but not laws made through unethical governance. We do not value bad laws. Those made contrary to the public interest, those that limit human rights, or those that are discriminatory. The Home Affairs Statement says that Australian society values parliamentary democracy, whereby our laws are determined by parliaments selected by the people, those laws being paramount and overriding any other inconsistent religious or secular laws. But in our responses and commentary, we say we value genuine open democracy, not sham democracy. Confidence in the value of parliamentary democracy is at risk under the current constitution because it provides no basis for trust that laws made by the parliament will be geared to service genuine democracy, the other values we hold, or the public interest. The Home Affairs statement says that Australian society values equality of opportunity for all people, regardless of their gender, sexual orientation, age, disability, race, or national or ethnic origin. But in our responses and commentary we say... We value equality of opportunity, but also a fair distribution of benefits and the principle of equality of genders, races and generations. We are distinctly dissatisfied with the growth in inequality and inequity between current and future generations. The Home Affairs Statement says that Australian society values a fair go for all that embraces mutual respect, tolerance, compassion for those in need and equal opportunity for all. But in our responses and commentary we say we value the fair go but it must be a fair go for all not just for some. We value compassion but for all not just for some. We value tolerance but a preference for positive appreciation of diversity would serve other objectives of inclusion better and enable us to capitalise on diversity. The Home Affairs statement says that Australian society values the English language, as the national language, and as an important unifying element of Australian society. But in our responses we say, we value the English language, but not to the exclusion of other languages, including Indigenous languages. This illustrates that if governments actually asked Australians about their values, instead of simply dictating those values to them, they would, as a minimum, write a distinctly broader, more socially oriented and inclusive value statement, one focused on the actual quality of life and social cohesion that Australians aspire to, rather than the narrow, ideologically driven disposition to which the values of home affairs are confined. It would describe a character that is more diverse and less self-centred. Home affairs has a tin ear, when it comes to listening to what Australians really value as a society and in several cases does not even touch on the things we hold most dear such as peace, security and well-being. But the answers about what Australians value in their society are fully evident if only we care to look and listen. And because Australians have been so forthcoming... We can without further ado begin to assemble a picture of those preferences by examining the results of the three main studies mentioned above by the Christian Research Association, NCLS, UWA and Havis Labs. There is a high degree of concurrence between the three studies about what Australians value most and the values that consistently rise to the top of the prioritised lists if Australians are asked about them are quite obviously all socially oriented rather than personally driven. We set these above more individually focused values such as personal success, hedonism, personal beliefs and the pursuit of power. Community is clearly valued and there is a sense in which we recognise community cohesion, that is, togetherness, as a prerequisite for personal happiness and individual life satisfaction. A table in the book shows the full detail of this comparison. Beyond this, the results in these studies show a strong preference for a peaceful and inclusive society rather than a country focused on war and exclusion. In the clear preference for honesty, they also suggest a strong preference for ethics and integrity, and we might reasonably take that to mean ethics in all relationships, in governance, and in corporate responsibility. In fact, if we look around at other evidence of whether there is support for ethics and integrity in our lives, governance and corporate dealings, we will see the support is there in abundance. It is especially obvious in the results of the 2022 federal election, which saw independent TEAL candidates campaigning on the basis of integrity and governance, as well as climate change and gender equality, sweep into Parliament in unprecedented numbers, displacing Liberal Party candidates who were perceived to be associated with unethical government, as well as gender discrimination and failure on climate change. Australians would obviously be distinctly unhappy living in a country where we could not trust each other and our governments, and this is what they demonstrate when they push honesty to the top of their list of values. The above three studies, however, did not canvass the views of Australians on some other key values. For instance, none of them asked if we valued democracy. But based on the results of the Australian National University study in 2018 and annual Lowy Institute polls, both mentioned above, we so obviously do. Nor did they ask about whether we value Australia's First Nations, a value we have clearly demonstrated in growing support for enshrinement of an Indigenous voice in the Constitution. Nor did they ask whether we value some other things that are inherently and extremely important for purposes of nation-building, such as universal human rights, a human-centred and environmentally sustainable economy, meaningful and fulfilling work, and the contributions and dignity of everyone, regardless of employment status, disability and working life stage. They also didn't ask us if we value expansion of the mind and human creative capacity, that is, education valued for its own sake and information access that is unobstructed. They didn't ask us if we value scientific intelligence and research capacity, future generations and intergenerational equity, or resilience, meaning preparedness for crises, and an ability to overcome challenges and setbacks without social breakdown or an increase in inequality. And they didn't ask us if we value fairness and ethics in foreign and domestic trade and finance, decency, humanity, cooperation, and integrity in our international citizenry, independence in national sovereignty, and the planet, its ecosystems, and species diversity. Nor were we asked one of the most important questions of all, the one central to our capacity to live a fulfilling life, one worth living. We have not been asked whether we value self determination through a voice in our own governance. Of course, just because these three or four studies haven't asked Australians about these values does not mean that we have not supplied the evidence of their importance and our understanding of their centrality to our existence. The very fact that I can raise them is indicative of their having been raised time and time again in discussions about our fears for the future and what we do not want to lose. And since they are very likely to resonate with Australians, at least as very important elements of the picture of the nation we want to build and are very likely to feature positively in such a picture, they should at least be assembled as key planks of a new draft of Australian values so that we can then step back and survey the possibilities. If we assemble all these societal values, the first draft would be likely to contain the following. 1. Peace 2. Honesty, integrity and ethics in all relationships, in governance and in corporate responsibility 3. Safety, security and stability 4. Open democracy where laws and policies serve the public interest Five, universal human rights. Six, social harmony and appreciation of diversity. Seven, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples, including their culture, heritage and well-being; Eight, reconciliation with First Nations, truth-telling, treaty and recognition of the centrality of their role in both our nationhood and our survival on this continent. 9. The sovereignty of First Nations, their ancestral tie to the land, and the coexistence of that sovereignty with that of all Australians. 10. The right of First Nations to a voice in the Constitution. 11. Equality and egalitarianism for genders, ages, races, and those of diverse sexual orientation, disability, national and ethnic origin cultural heritage, religious persuasion and wealth. Twelve, well-being for all, including physical, mental and societal health and happiness. Thirteen, benevolence and compassion. Fourteen, equal opportunity for all. Fifteen, social justice, meaning fair outcomes for all. Fair sharing of national wealth. Fair sharing of the burden and benefit of taxation. Fair access to services and equality before the law. 16. Freedom. Particularly freedom of speech, expression, information, peaceful assembly and association, protest, choice in life, path and partner, travel, belief, religion, secularity and atheism, Political communication, freedom of the press and freedom from discrimination, unlawful or arbitrary detention, political persecution, fear and want. 17. Expansion of the mind and human creative capacity, that is, education, valued for its own sake and information access that is unobstructed. 18. Scientific intelligence and research capacity. 19. Resilience, meaning preparedness for crises and an ability to overcome challenges and setbacks without social breakdown or an increase in inequality. 20. Protection of the natural environment. 21. The planet, its ecosystems and species diversity, for their own sake, not just for human benefit, but in recognition of the essential interdependency of all living things. 22. 22 future generations and intergenerational equity. Twenty-three, a human-centred and environmentally sustainable economy. Twenty-four, meaningful and fulfilling work. Twenty-five, the contributions and dignity of everyone, regardless of employment status, disability, and working life stage. Twenty-six, fairness and ethics in foreign and domestic trade and finance. 27. Decency, humanity, cooperation, and integrity in our international citizenry. 28. Independence in national sovereignty. And 29. Self determination through a voice in our own governance. This list is a first draft and is not meant to be exclusive. And the order in which these values have been placed is not meant to be restrictive or indicative of greater or lesser importance. It is more useful to assume that each one is simply a necessary attribute of the national character, or what some would call the national identity, a character which is in turn the one most likely to ensure our longevity and happiness as both individuals and a community. If these values are shared and understood as essential to us, even though we may each value them in different orders of importance, if they are agreed as necessary to the overall picture of what we stand for then they can give us a strong chance of creating and securing the particular future we prefer in fact if we try to create a future without knowing what we stand for chances are it would not turn out as we prefer at all